This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. My guest is renowned cold case investigator and podcast host, Paul Holes. His new memoir is Unmasked, My Life Solving America's Cold Cases. And his podcast is The Murder Squad. Paul specializes in cold case and serial predator crimes and began his career as a police officer in California's Bay Area. Paul is Zooming with me today from his home in Colorado. Paul, welcome to Book Talk. Well, thank you for having me, Diane. How many years has it been since you worked your first cold case? Well, the very first cold case that I ever started was a case that I stumbled across. Just some old dusty files in the crime lab's library, and it was the East Area Rapist case. And that was back in 1994. And as, you know, the the years went on, the East Area Rapist soon took on the moniker Golden State Killer. And of course, that's the case that got me some public notoriety when Joseph D'Angelo was caught. What were his crimes? Well, you know, he went through, you know, multiple phases. You know, he, he truly really showed how a predator can evolve over time and learn from his past mistakes. So he initially started down that we know of back in 1974 in Visalia, California. And uh, he was going in and committing fetish burglary, going in, you know, stealing women's undergarments, doing that kind of thing, and committed over 100 of those in a year and a half down in Visalia. However, at one point, he tried to abduct a 16-year-old girl out of her bed in the middle of the night, and he got her outside when her father, Claude Snelling, tried to come to her rescue. And the Visalia ransacker dropped the girl and shot and killed Claude Snelling. He continued to do those burglaries, and then when he was confronted by an officer and shot at that officer, he disappeared from Visalia. And we now know, six months later, he appeared up in Sacramento and became a rapist. And this is where he got the moniker East Area Rapist because he was offending in the East Area of Sacramento, out in the suburb. And after about... 22 attacks, he started moving out of Sacramento all over Northern California, down into Modesto, all the way down into San Jose in the South Bay of the Bay Area, and then disappeared in July of 1979. And again, using DNA technology, I was the one that linked him to the unsolved series of homicides in Southern California where he had been known as the original Night Stalker. And so he went from being a fetish burglar to a rapist to a sexually motivated homicide uh, predator. And ultimately, after, you know, so many decades, we identified him as Joseph D'Angelo, who at the time that he was the Visalia Ransacker and the East Area Rapist, he was a full-time law enforcement officer. Was that a big surprise to find out that he was? It was, yes, it it was a bit of a surprise. You know, we, of course, because of the tactics that he had used, we had suspects that were law enforcement over the decades, ever to finally identify that he actually was. And and he was uh, working as a law enforcement officer while he was breaking into houses and raping women. 
you know, that was, I mean, it was just so, such a shock and it was just such, it was bittersweet because, you know, having, being a sworn officer myself, it's like, no, you're, you're there for public safety. He was hiding behind the badge. Did it take 24 years to identify him? Well, 24 years from the time that I started, uh, it, it took us over 44 years to identify him. And, you know, the, the reality is, is uh, he, he was skillful. Obviously, he had law enforcement um, training, lo- knowledge of how law enforcement works and investigates cases. Uh, he also was lucky. And, you know, one of the things that he did do that helped him was moving around the state of California. So it was um, really one of the, the toughest types of cases to to go after when you have such a sophisticated offender. And that it ultimately required the latest, greatest technology. Tell us about the technology. Well, the technology is, um, yeah, I've been pursuing genealogy since 2012. And then in 2017, because of another case, I reached out to a genetic genealogist by the name of Barbara Ray Venter, who is working for DNAadoption.com. She was a volunteer there. And in essence, this technology utilizes a different DNA process than what, than what law enforcement typically uses. And it's what is used by like Ancestry.com or MyHeritage. It takes our offender's DNA, our Golden State Killer DNA, and looks for relatives in the genealogy databases, other people who have had these various companies test their DNA. And what it does is it just tells us that they're related These people in the database are related to the Golden State Killer or an offender uh, and how closely or distantly they're related. And theoretically, the Golden State Killer is also a descendant of the common ancestors. So once we identify those common ancestors, then we have to identify all their descendants until we get into the uh, age range of the individuals that we think our offender fits into. And that's what happened with D'Angelo is we thought he was born between 1940 and 1960. And so once we identified common ancestors from two individuals, a second cousin and a third cousin in the database, we ultimately got a small group of men that uh, were in California at the time of the attacks. And then it was just straight up investigation. Who are these men? And uh, I really leaned towards a guy that was actually funny in Greeley, Colorado at the time. Um, And then once he was eliminated, then the only other person that was uh, on the list at that moment in time was this Joseph D'Angelo, an Auburn cop. And I was just like, there's no way a full-time law enforcement officer could be committing all these East Area rapist attacks. Turns out he was. What do you hope readers will get from your very thorough and heartfelt book? You know, I think fundamentally, you know, and and the book evolved. I initially sat down to write almost a, a thesis on the Golden State Killer and its investigation. But then as I was writing and, and now working with my collaborator, Robin, you know, my career 
Obviously, it was very unusual, and I was involved in a lot of high-profile cases, as well as cases that are lesser known or not known at all, but just tragic, as well as fascinating stories. So then it evolved into, okay, let's talk about this roller coaster ride of working all these various cases. But as we were going through this, you know, like when I'm starting to talk about, you know, what happened to Ray Giacomelli, and I'm break down in, in front of Robin as I'm talking about it, then it became we need to know more about Paul. And it took me, I'm a very private person. There's not a lot out in the public about me. And I had to kind of just go, yeah, you know, this becomes important because I'm recognizing after now 30 years of working these types of cases that it has had a massive impact on me. And I think it's it's important for people to understand that the professionals that do this work are making sacrifices in their lives in order to try to do this work. There's, you know, the online sleuths that, you know, they're all fascinated by, you know, trying to solve the mystery. And it's easy to do that from behind a computer. But when you're at the crime scene, when you're looking at Lacey Peterson's remains in the morgue, you're looking at these various things that are real and the impact, these are real people. That's became the ultimate thing for me to pass on, not the cases and the stories. And those are, those in the book are fascinating ones. But it really is. This is this is the sacrifice that I made in order to have some success at helping other people, you know. And of course, I got success and notoriety with Golden State Killer, and I've had other cases that I've been successful in. But it came at a cost to me personally, and I want people to walk away, you know, with that and and, and appreciate, you know, the the professionals that are doing this kind of work. Thank you. My guest is Paul Holes author of Unmasked, published by Celadon Publishing. This is Diana Cordy with Book Talk. Thank you very much for having me.